Welcome to Eavesdrop. We are excited you are joining us. My name is Jenny and I am here with my friend Heather. Hello. Hello, Heather. We are excited you are a part of us today. We've got a lot of things to talk about, some really fun topics that we're going to share with you today. want to encourage you to find us on Facebook. We have a page called Eavesdrop. We would love for you to like our page. It's a great place you can leave comments for us. You can ask us questions. Let us know what you think of the show. We'd love for you to go on iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. We also have a personalized website already now set up at www.eavesdropshow.com. Another great place that you can leave comments and thoughts. But all in all, a great way to get to Heather and I. That We'd just love to hear from you. We want some feedback. We want to know your thoughts. We want to know if you like us or not. We want to get you to ask questions so that we can talk about it. And, and hopefully be able to encourage you and get some thoughts and feedback from you. So we're real excited about those things. Today we get to share some things, some fun times, uh, some struggles that probably, well, I deal you with it on You definitely time. relate to. <laughs> yeah, well. As a woman in this day and age, you will be able to relate to today's topic. Yeah, I had just to, to start the topic of, I'm going to give you the visual image of a wonderful commercial that uh, we grew up with. Do you remember that Calgon commercial? Yes. Calgon, and you have this image of the... The, the garden tub. The garden tub with the candles mm-hmm. and this elevator music playing in the background and bubbles. Of course, oh, the yes. bubbles that... Strategically fill- placed. Oh, and they were in the tub, and it was that... Mm-hmm. that you remember the phrase? What was the Calgon, phrase? Calgon, take me away. Calgon. <laughs> yeah, so today's conversation that we're going to uh, have today is about finding time for yourself, finding those um, Calgon moments in reality. Um, I can't tell you when the last time I had a bubble bath was that didn't involve kids and toys and all the mm-hmm. rubber duckies and things that were all in there. Yeah. Um, finding time for yourself as a woman. You know, that is something, you and I have had conversations about finding time for us. It is the hardest thing for me to do. Um, I, it, you know, I, I cannot even act like I'm an expert in this or that I have tackled this <laughs> and become proficient at it. But I would definitely say that finding time to get away from the roles and the responsibilities of life has become more and more difficult the older I get instead of a habit that I started mm-hmm. pretty young in life mm-hmm. that is I'm just maintaining. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like it's a disproportionate. So if you yeah. start it younger in life, it's probably pretty easy to maintain it. Yes. Whereas the later you start, the harder it is to get that ball rolling. It's mm-hmm. almost like you have to start to push it up the hill before mm-hmm. it'll become a downhill thing. So I definitely think this is a topic that will appeal to a lot of us as women. How do we do it? And not necessarily just how, but why do we need to? Why do we need to Why do this? Why is it so stinking important that we do this? Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, growing up, I don't, to be honest, I don't remember, you know, we've been modeled so much of our growing up from our parents yeah. and from where we've grown up and things like that. I don't remember my mom specifically probably taking a lot of time for herself. She had hobbies, mm-hmm. things that she would do. She sewed. She went up to her sewing room. But to, yeah. to have girls' night, to say, I am going to go do this and leave all of you at home while mm-hmm. I go do whatever I want to go do because I need mommy time. Do you, did you have those? 
I don't think I really recognized that my mother was doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent a lot of time with my father. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a trainer at a college that was right down the road where he worked. And so I was the mascot for the school. And yeah. so I traveled with him a good bit. So I was always good at those basketball games. And so I never really saw it modeled. But I'm sure that that's what mom was doing yeah. when dad and I were at the college games. But I never really heard her say that. You know, I, I seem to remember my mother was great at crafts. Mm-hmm. She did macrame. Remember macrame? Oh, Come macrame. On. Oh, like that wow. is the throwback to the 70s and 80s. We had a different macrame wreath for every did occasion. Really? I will never forget the one that she made that was a frog. that was kind of springish. <laughs> it had the brown little beads. But but that's what my mother did. She yeah. went away with her friends. You yeah. know, it macrame in the 70s and early 80s was what bunko has become for a lot of women oh yeah nowadays so i'm sure she did it but the fact that i didn't see it modeled i didn't realize there was not a conversation to tell me what was happening and why she was doing it yeah i I don't think i really registered it as a part of something that my mom did yeah but i'm sure that's what she was doing it was a girl's night out for her well and and you got to see the proof of what she was doing something came mm-hmm. out of a part of it and everything oh yeah. oh yeah my mom had a sewing room that was mm-hmm. separate um from everybody and everything and and she would spend hours now she would stay up late at night after we'd all gone to bed and she would sew but you're right i don't ever remember a conversation mm-hmm. that where it was modeled that it was okay to go take time do you think that we grew up in a culture, you know, you grew up in West Virginia, I grew up down here in Alabama, where it was a culture where we were taught to take care of everybody else. It's kind of that whole, the community. We oh, all plug yes. in, we all step in, and, you know, if somebody was in need, there was a meal cooked, yes. um, we took care of kids, um, we lived in a you know church setting where too we were taught to take care of others, <clears throat> oh, absolutely. love others, love thy neighbor as thyself. Yeah, my favorite um, bad bad theological statement that is used is um, joy is Jesus, then others, then oh, yourself. So remember that one. Do you remember that? That was a pretty big buzzword um, while I was growing up. I remember Jesus, that. Jesus, then others. others, then yourself. Really biblically incorrect. It's it says that we the first commandment is that we should love the Lord your God, mm-hmm. and then the second one is like it that you should love your neighbor as, as yourself. yourself, which means you cannot give to somebody else what you have not given to yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you cannot forgive yourself, you cannot forgive someone else. If you cannot love yourself, you cannot love someone else. And so I think that that is something that I, I know it in my head. I, I know that, but giving love to myself, self love, self care. Getting Um, time away, even if it's just to read, to unplug. I just want to be away from everybody. Reading for me is a great way to cleanse the stress in my life. Yes. Um, You know, those type of things. I I think that's really important that we start talking about like self-love, self-care. How is that important in my life? Well, it really is to me or I get a little grumpy. Well, and figuring out, recognizing I have not had time for myself. I need to start doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and and going back, we've been modeled this whole, you know, the whole loving others, mm-hmm. kind of putting others first before us right. for a for a woman, a mom, a yes. wife, a sister, a daughter. That is that is one of the things that we can get in that trap Oh yes, where we get sucked into everything else, and at the end of the day, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. We've been needed, we've been touched, we've been pulled on, we've been asked oh, on, yes. we've had to multitask, we've had to micromanage. Oh yeah, 
Do you ever see that um, and for what a salary of a woman should be, um, whether they're um, a mom or not a mom, but by the time that they have completed all of their tasks at the end of the day, <laughs> the salary of that a mom, job description. that job description should be like over $120,000. I would love that. With please. no health benefits, no anything right. else and stuff like that. How did we get here? How did we get to this point? You know, I, I hate to say as a as a gender we did this, but I, I know how I got there. Okay. And for me, I think it was, um, and I, we may have talked about this, I don't know, on the show or not, but um, in conversations past, I really feel like I make these little decisions daily mm-hmm. that somehow I settle. Like, yes, m- my two choices, I didn't really like either one of them, but I had to make one of those two. So it was kind of settling and I took a step back. And every time you take a step back in who you think you are or what you want to become, you just kind of give up a little bit and give mm-hmm. up a little bit. Well, the easiest things to give up are not needs. They're wants. Yes. Well, well I would really like to go get my toes done. Mm-hmm. I would really like to go to the gym today. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to just blow off some steam and, and hit a punching bag at the gym? Oh, that would be awesome today. But the middle child's sick or yes. we're out of milk and I got to get that for the baby. Or what do you mean the tag is due and this is the end of the month? There goes three hours. You know, the things that you... You don't really have to do. Those are the things that we're talking about. It's so easy to give up going to the gym. Mm -hmm. And the first time you do it becomes the second and the third. Third. And then, you know, well, I'm not even going to get my toes done anymore so I can just sit there and read. Mm -hmm. You just kind of step back a little by little. And before you know it, where your time management is, you're back into only getting to do the needs that Mm -hmm. you have. Mm Mm-hmm for yourself but you're still doing the wants for everybody else you're you're doing the wants for your family but you're into the needs because they need they i mean and it's that balance that you're Mm -hmm. trying to find let me read you something real quick that i was looking at today and i want to get your take on this statement okay this couple of statements women today have been told that we have it all (laughs) i see as you snicker careers families kids community involvement relationships church Often having it all leaves us with no time or strength left for ourselves. Hmm. Here's what I want you to think about. Recent research has shown that women today are less happy than they have been for over the past 40 years. Hmm. The theories about why depends, but really the number one major reason is lack of free time. Hmm. Lack of making it a priority. We come in contact with our friends in conversations that we've had, even with all of our friends that are around how hard it is Mm -hmm. to find that happiness, feeling like they're at peace, finding that balance that their lives are balanced because one they've given, like you said, handled all the wants and needs, but yet struggling Mm -hmm. to where do I find Jenny time? Where do I find Heather time in the middle of this Mm -hmm. and feel okay? about doing it there's so much stress that's put on women to be the parent sometimes the single parent because they're mom and dad on both there's the pressure of being a daughter and a mother and a wife a professional you know all of these are combined they leave they leave us with no time to adequately adequately not the best not performance-wise, but adequately adequately be able to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I I can see that. You know, I really sometimes feel like I'm overscheduled 
Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've scheduled so much with, you know, two part-time jobs and three children and a husband and a family and then, you know, a small group of uh, women that I do life with and I want time with them. And it's so easy to book up every bit of time that I have away mm-hmm. from my children mm-hmm. with other people, with other tasks, and all of them worthy yeah, in priority. But I don't seem to remember to schedule time for myself. It is so difficult for me. And I think you hit a key word. I feel guilty. Yes. Somehow in that little tape that I keep talking about that's in my head that is highlighting my inadequacies that, you know, no one else would probably even be able to recognize. I do. I have this tape with my inadequacies. And and that's what's on there is you're selfish yeah if you take time for yourself i don't know if anyone ever said that to me i don't know if it's that byproduct of that joy thing that mm-hmm. i learned in church mm-hmm. when i was growing up mm-hmm. about jesus other self or, or yeah jesus others and you i don't know what it is or where it came from but somehow on that tape i've gotten a little guilt hook mm-hmm that when I do something good for myself that makes me feel rejuvenated, fills me back up, um, but it isn't tied in any way to serving somebody else, mm-hmm. there is a tinge of guilt. Like it's just been yeah. stabbed at me. Um, not enough to make me not do it, obviously, but enough to where it almost sucks the the happiness, the fulfillment, like like that you know uh, research was showing that you were reading. Yeah. It just, it does. It sucks that out just enough to where I, I don't go ahead and schedule it the next time. Well, and I think, and that's, it's that um, there's a song that, you know, why does something feel so good sometimes feels so bad? Mm-hmm. You know, if you, and I think the guilt part of it then leads to another thought process. Well, I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. I may not have done enough. I haven't fed the children enough. I haven't washed enough clothes. I haven't done enough laundry. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Which then leads us down this whole road of a performance thing. Mm-hmm. If I do this, then I will reward you know, myself. Right. With, oh, I do that a lot. And so changing that, oh, I I hit that all the time because then it's I put myself in that, that hamster wheel of going, going, going mm-hmm. that I got to do something so in order to deserve it. Mm-hmm. When in reality, we really do deserve that time Mm -hmm. we deserve that time to rejuvenate to feel better Mm -hmm. to take time for ourselves to be able to do that and just finding that trouble to make us a priority yeah in our lives and i don't know where it happened with me but i I would say i did it a lot better when i was single before children yes but somehow in the i got married and very quickly got pregnant so four months after i got married i was pregnant and so I didn't really learn how to be a wife without yeah. motherhood. Yes. So I didn't really establish any good patterns mm-hmm. like taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think somewhere in that, getting married very quickly and having children soon thereafter, I, I think I set myself on a pace of trying to figure out how to get the house together. Then all of a sudden it was how to get a nursery together. Then it was, oh my goodness, your mother. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I started to figure out, oh, hold on. Yeah. Where, where am I? I was already behind the eight ball. I yes. was already losing the battle because I was trying to figure out how to be a mom, still trying to figure out how to be a wife. At 13 months of marriage, I had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, we had 
just I'm turned the you. corner of that first anniversary with a child on the way. And I, I think somehow it just started me to lose who I am and what I really liked. Yeah. I would have loved to have had that first year to get underneath me some good patterns. Mm-hmm. Like going away once or twice a night, you know, once or twice a month on a night to just be by myself, drink a cup of coffee and read a book at a Starbucks. Or yes. Go out with a girlfriend and have a nice dinner and not worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and those patterns I could have set up a lot easier before I became a mom, but I, I didn't. Well, and, and I think about, I have a very good friend of mine who's not been married and is not a mom, but she has thrown herself into work and started at, right after college. And now she has built up on the other side of it, a professional career that she works. Mm-hmm. Her whole life is led by a Blackberry led by something and work can get to her work she can answer and Mm -hmm. having that that discipline to shut it off she doesn't know how to do that yeah she does not know how to shut it down and make time for herself Mm -hmm. unless honestly she makes an appointment on her calendar with the snooze and a reminder and a daily alarm coming up that she's got time for herself well, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, we say it yeah. like, cool, can't believe she has to do that. But, but hey, really, if I could take that as a first step. Yes. At least I, just to make that discipline to do it. Right. If I could at least set the discipline mm-hmm. to put it on my calendar, put some alarms on it, put some snoozes on it, make sure that, you know, all those parties mm-hmm. interested, mm-hmm. husband and children and right. work and sundry people who are right. going to, you know, require something of me at that moment. That's a great first step, yes. you know. Um, I, I definitely I, see in her role that she's getting sucked into is just as equally tempting as ours. You know, ours are, you know, your husband or your children. Hers is her job. Mm-hmm. Equally important role that she's playing. So I, I, sometimes it, I might think she's she's got a step on me there. Which, I mean, <laughs> that's what works for one may hey, not work for another. For me. But, I mean, yeah. that it's worth at least whatever it's, it's going to take to be able to do that mm-hmm. there's another excuse other than the guilty and the feeling selfish mm-hmm. that women use which is another one is that is that maybe later i'm i can't do it right now yeah, but let I'm me gonna, pass on this time but let me pass on but maybe later i can yeah. do it yeah. and stuff like that and all of a sudden you've gone way later and now you're so far past to try to get back and yeah. Get back to that point to, I mm-hmm. got to do something. Yeah, I think that's that's a problem with my temperament is that, you know, I, I'm i that um, influencer type. Like, I, I want to do it all. I, you know, I, I don't, I love schedules, but I don't like to make them. Yes. You know, I, I can do anything in a structure, but creating the structure is not very fun for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a habit of doing that. Like, oh, y'all are going to go eat it such and such restaurant oh i just ate there i'll catch you next time yes well the next time it's set up on the schedule i just don't value it as much as i did the first time right because i put it off and i didn't experience right so i can i can definitely see how i can get caught in that trap too it's it's um it's a losing battle you know i used to laugh i have a girlfriend who is so steady in her personality she literally literally would say to me how about every third thursday of the month Let's do lunch. Let's just book it every third Thursday. And if you get to that week and you need to cancel, you just call me. I felt so trapped in that. Because you were stuck to the schedule. I was like, oh my goodness. She's asking me to plan out like the year. 12 lunch dates with her on the third Thursday of the month. And I felt so confined. But the reality is, 
that gave her the freedom to fill up everything else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she knew she was going to see me. Yes. And it was so weird because her personality and mine were so different. We were great friends, but our perceptions of that. Yeah. She was placing value on me by saying. That I'm willing to commit to this time. Uh-huh. And for me, I was panicked about committing to a year of this. And the reality is every third Thursday came and went that year. Which brings up an incredible yeah. valid point is realizing it's not so much of what it was confining you to, but then realizing that somebody was placing value Absolutely. in you, uh-huh. that they wanted to spend time with you because you were valued uh-huh. enough that they wanted to be a part of your life to commit to that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it. we find the time to commit to going to our kids' basketball games so that they know that they're there. We schedule and tell them that we're going to go do this with them, that we're going to be at this with them, because why? Because they matter to they us. They matter to us. So where do we get to off the track when we've taken our so- self off of the value pack? That's what I'm saying. My wants have become less important than mm-hmm. somebody else's wants. Because I assure you, I'm meeting every need for my children. Oh, I'm meeting most of their wants, which yes. is why I've got little entitled children most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because they don't understand the word no. If they actually saw the things that I sacrificed for them, mm-hmm. they they would stop asking for so much. But, you know, they're kids, so you never want to show them that. Yeah. But I, I really <laughs> need to start doing that. You know, and it, it does. It takes a paradigm shift every now and then just to realize, yeah. oh, how did I get back on the back seat again? I need to be driving my life. And, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but so many times on my little tape, I've got those bad things that are being said. But when someone calls it out in my life, like Mm -hmm. my friend who said every third Thursday of the month, I want to have lunch. Mm -hmm. And I was like panicked. And I told her I was honest enough to say, I'm panicked. Twelve. What if I can't meet you? Yeah. And she was like, well, call me that week and we'll reschedule it that Mm -hmm. week. But, um, you know, when she was saying that to me, she introduced this concept to me. She said, have you ever been on a plane before? And I said, yeah. And she said, have you ever heard the speech that the flight attendant says? Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I hear it all the time. And she says, well, what does it say? And I'm like, what part? She says, when it starts to say in the unlikely event of a water landing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that part. Yes. And, and she says, yeah, tell me that part. And it's that, you know, you remember it. It says that the airbags will drop. They'll from, drop you know, from the things. If there's a, a loss of cabin pressure, the airbags will drop. Do not worry. They will not inflate. Remember, they give you that. Oh, yes. Do not worry. They, they won't will inflate. not inflate so they don't blow up in your face. Take it. And put, put it over you. First. It says, if you are traveling with an infant or a child, child, put the mask on yourself first. Absolutely. And then on your child. Yes. Makes total sense when you're on the airplane, right? Because number one, it's never going to happen. And number two, of course, survival instinct is going to kick in and you're going to put it on yourself. But the reality is, in my life, I'm not living that way. No, that's true. I'm putting the value on taking care of my children's wants. Mm-hmm. Before I take care of my need. Yeah. And I truly need time. Well, it's, it's, we're worthy enough. We're valuable. We deserve you that time. To. You have to. Yeah. Going along with this story, there's another, another picture that to make us that we deserve it, you know, look at it this way. You're a first responder. Mm-hmm. An emergency, you know, can come up at yeah. any time. You should be as well rested and restored. Yeah. Just as you would want your EMT or your ER doc. 
to do it. It's taking over your care of yourself. It's going to make you a better parent. Yeah. It's going to make you a better woman, mm-hmm. a better wife, mm-hmm. a better girlfriend, as I am in this case, a better mom. I mean, it's it's all of that if you don't. Employee, friend. Empl- all of it mm-hmm. to do all of that. Um, you know, not having enough time is that other excuse um, that we run into. Yeah. Because like you said, we have wrapped up our time. Overscheduled. And how many times have we said, I wish there were more hours in a day? Yes. If we didn't have to sleep, we'd still have it all wrapped up within it. And my house still wouldn't be clean. (laughs) Oh, and I'd still never have enough meals made or never have enough home-cooked meals probably on the table. But not having enough time Mm -hmm. to be able to do what we should do to take care of ourselves, Mm -hmm. which is a major, you know, maybe later, I feel guilty. I just don't have enough time. Yeah. And the stress that that brings in, when when you see somebody that says, I don't have enough time, you can see this stress that just comes all over mm-hmm. their face. And you can hear it in their voice and their shoulders are all, yeah. their whole temperament, their whole personality, their whole physique is just caught up in this moment of just stress. Yeah. And it's funny because as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about those moments in my life when I get that way. Yeah. And it is. It's because I'm getting caught up in that trap of performing and earning my way and feeling like I need to do. prove myself, do more. It's, yes. It's never that I need to be more. It's that I need to do more. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I need to sit and enjoy something mm-hmm. passive. It's always an action that I need to do. And it's just coming into my mind. You remember that passage um, where it says, be still oh, and know that I'm God. I claimed it. You, you know, you hear that verse a lot. Be Still. still and know that I'm God. Um, the translation that I really like um, is the NAS. That's what I love. It's very poetic to me. But it says, cease striving mm-hmm. and know that I am God. And it kind of just hit me while you were talking. Wow, I'm I'm really getting to that point again in my life where I'm forgetting who God is. Yeah. I'm trying to be superwoman. Yes. I'm trying to be a mini, you know, little G, God. In people's lives. I'm trying to meet all of their wants and needs. And, and be yet, all of that. Yes. Yeah. And not leaving a spot that only God could fill in their life. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it. You know, I, I tell them, look to God, but, you know, I'm really showing them, look to me, look to me. I can fix your needs. And because I'm doing that, I'm not able to just meet my simplest need for the ability to unplug, mm-hmm. turn off my iPhone, turn off the computer, don't look at the emails, don't respond back to anybody who has a want of my time. Well, um, and seeing us that God desires those times mm-hmm. with us. He is trying to schedule yeah. those every third Wednesday or whatever it is, how often he desires to have that scheduled time with us. Yeah. And we, we get so busy and wrapped up. Oh, maybe later, maybe next time. I don't have time right now to do that. We throw those same excuses to when it's our time of getting away with God. Yeah, that I, I'm much better at getting away with God than I am just getting away with me. Yes. Well, <laughs> I do so much better with that because, you know, I've got those mandates in scripture that kind of tell me to do that. Yeah. So I do better at that. I hear those from you all the time. Too. <laughs> it's, that one I don't have a problem with because I, I, I have that biblical mandate that says early in the morning, Jesus arose yeah. and he went up to the tallest mountain, you know, and he took time to pray. And I'm like, oh, gosh, physically. He got as close as he possibly could to him, yes. which I love that picture. He'd go up to the tallest mountain. That's great. And then he would just pour out his heart to God. Oh, that's so wonderful. But, you know, then I get to the point of, 
where does it say I can go get a massage and a pedicure? <laughs> when is that deemed okay that I can where, go do this? Yeah, where in Proverbs 31 does it say that she got a massage and a pedicure once a month? Because I'd really, really like that. <laughs> well, but I mean, even in Scripture, and it does, Jesus took time for himself away. Oh, yeah. He, he removed himself away. He had to. He had to. Mm-hmm. And think about all the micromanaging that he had to do in order to... I mean, I can't imagine. My life seems so sad and pathetic in thinking of what Christ did to get take that time for himself. Yeah, it's. He, I mean, what he an example. Really, he really did a model to us mm-hmm. how to remove from the group, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody was pressing on him so many times. You know, talks about in the group would just press up against him. And so he would retreat into a boat and pull back a little bit to just take it in. And, and I guess that's a really good picture of what I'm not really doing. Yes. When people press into me, I just stay right there in it with them. And maybe that's, that's a good picture is that I need just to withdraw a little bit. Um, and you know, of course he withdrew and and kept teaching, but you know, in my mind, I'm thinking maybe I need to just withdraw a little bit and spend a little more time reflecting, reflecting on him, reflecting on what's happening in the situations, you know, that that's, that's pretty pretty powerful if, if I could make myself do it, discipline myself to do that. Well, we get caught up in the in the facts as women that the world's going to fall apart. Our like kids, I said, we're mini gods. We mini-gods. just act like we're in control of things that we're really not in control of. Because we, but there's also that innate feeling. I've got it so much where I need to be needed. I need mm-hmm. to know that I'm needed. I need to know that somebody needs me. Yeah. I need to know that I feel that I am needed somebody somewhere, somehow that there is something that they need me, whether I can do it or not, or at least that I have the ability to say, "Mm, no, I can't, but I know somebody that can, but at least you asked me, at least I was a part of it. At least I was part of that process. Mm -hmm. But realizing that the world's not going to fall apart. It just won't. If I don't know it. Mm -mm. And like you said, to withdraw back and realize that God does have all of it. He really does. He just really does, and he really desires, and it's okay for us to draw back and withdraw to be able to do that. Yeah, and, and I think there's going to be a, a time not only of reflection when you do mm-hmm. that, but some rejuvenation. Yes. You know, and you can decide where do you plug back into? What is it that you love? You Finding know, that if, passion. If you don't step back to take it in and see the broader picture. I mean, literally, as we're talking here, I'm just sitting here thinking about, I've never thought about it that way. Jesus would withdraw. He could see the bigger picture. He could see the whole crowd, not just the first two rows. Wow, what if I withdrew, took a big look at what was going on? Then when I engage, I've got a better idea of where to go. Okay, but think about, you and I have had this conversation. What's that imagery that you tell us about the uh, being on the battlefield? Because let's be honest, Ooh, our yeah. life is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. We are fighting flesh. We are fighting our stuff, oh, our yeah. kids. our Everything that comes into us that's demanding of our time, mm-hmm. we feel like we are on the battlefield, shields up, swords out, because God oh, helps yeah. the person that comes against our child. We are Mother Bear, Mama Scott. We are all, all into all of that. Mm-hmm. But professionally, you know, with working where I'm at, yeah. to to know that I got to I got to defend where I'm at and step up there. You use you use that picture. Well, you know, we laugh because my dad's a big history. Person. Oh yes. So I have yes, indeed, an Italian mother and <laughs> a history buff. 
Um, it's a great combination. It, white bread combination, yeah. So my dad's the white bread and my mom's the Italian bread. And they come together to make a wonderful pair, but my father is a history buff. So I've traveled almost every Civil mm-hmm. War battlefield in America, most of the American mm-hmm. Revolution as well. But anyway, so I've been on these battlefields. My mother, of course, got me the charm bracelet to go with it because, you know, that's the Italian well, you have part. To, you that's, have to you know, know That's it. how it blends. <laughs> history and Italian, that's how it gets. Yeah. It looks like a silver charm bracelet. Yes. So anyway... One of the things that he taught me from walking all these battlefields was there were troops positioned on the battlefield. Mm -hmm. All the troops were on the battlefield, and they would be in different positions, and there were um, strategic moves like flanking that came into the Civil War, which changed everything. It was wonderful. But the neatest thing that he taught me about it was where the generals were positioned. Mm -hmm. The generals would call in the plays, basically, like football analogy. They would call it in through the buglers, Mm -hmm. but they had to be up off the field Mm -hmm. and they typically wanted to have the high ground so that they could see a better picture and when they did that they could call better Mm -hmm. um moves for their their troops so that's the picture that we talk about when we're in that battlefield if you position yourself as a troop in the field Mm -hmm. you can only see what's happening on the right in front of you the few feet in front of you and around you to your right and left but if you can take the position of being that general Mm -hmm. that's overseeing the battle and making the calls yeah then you've got a, a broader perspective and most likely you're going to make a better decision in that time. Well, and I think that's that to me is such a great way to think about why it's so important to take, why we as women need to take time for ourselves. Sometimes it's okay. not a matter of, sometimes we need to sit in that massage chair and getting our pedicure done in order to strategically plan the next moves that we need to make when our mm-hmm. kids have broken curfew or we've got to make a decision that's really an incredible life-changing decision, whatever it is, we have to step back, remove ourselves to get the bigger picture and know that we're taking that time instead of jumping in through emotion, jumping when we're worn out, we are stressed out to the max, and our hair is fried on all the ends and that burning the candle at both ends of the stick. Oh, yeah. You know, Making decisions and making some things of choices that we do when we are worn out, stressed out, dying. Oh, well, it's one of the worst places to be. Yeah, one of the um, acronyms that I learned when I was working with people who were recovering addicts mm-hmm. was never make a decision in the middle of halt. Oh, have you heard this? I have heard this. If you are hungry, mm-hmm. angry, lonely, or tired, yes, never make a decision. In those times, and I don't think it's just for addicts, but you know that's a that's a that's great, a great thing analogy. for someone who's recovering from an addiction. But it's also great for women. Oh, when we are hungry, who Hagenas Chunky Monkey is all I really want to put into that grocery cart. Oh, amen. It, when when I am angry, oh, yeah, not a good goodness. time on that one. You better when I am step angry, mm-hmm. I have the shortest views. Yes, and all I can see is the immediate what I want you to stop doing. Yes, what if I'm lonely? Well, my decisions are going to be more based on mm-hmm. people pleasing when I'm oh. lonely and when I'm tired. You you cannot say that anybody does better no. when they've, you know, you can't say that they are not better off when they've been well rested. So halt and, you know, hungry, angry, lonely or tired. What a great analogy to remember. Oh, I loved it. That and was you know so what? powerful. That's a great check mark mm-hmm. to know, to be able to stop. Okay, let me check. And I've got a halt. And you know, what a great analogy to halt means to stop, mm-hmm. cease striving, stand yep. still, not move in there and stuff like that. 
So let me ask you this, as we begin to kind of wrap up, and everybody's different in how they approach time by themselves. How do you take time for yourself? I think I'm really good at doing it spiritually. Mm -hmm. I I take time away. I get up before my family gets up. Um, I'm typically up before them. Um, or, I, you know, I, I go away from mm-hmm. them. I take a couple of hours out in the middle of the day. I'm really good at that. Um, I, I do pretty good with physically getting away. Um, but I, I think for me, I, I need to start working out more. Mm-hmm. I think that's my big one. And I, I'll have to check in with you in a couple more shows and let you know how I do on that. We will do a follow-up series yeah, on I, this I one. Yeah, I think we should try to just check in with everybody and let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's where I'm going to go next is um, to start really being accountable for going to the gym again. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. get there. But I think that's going to be the the next step for me. I've really had to make on mine. I'm that one that has to have scheduled time. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday nights have become either a family night because one, I hate to say with me working full time, scheduling family nights. Yeah. But whether it's, I'm the people pleaser, one of the group. I'm the one that needs the interaction with adults. I like to be around people. I thrive on that. So whether it's making time to go out with my boyfriend, to Mm -hmm. have that time with him, or whether it is to go get a scheduled massage, because that is one commitment that I made was I was going to get a massage once every two weeks. That's awesome. Have that time to go do it, Mm -hmm. to relieve stress. It's one of those areas to do that. But making that time on my calendar is to do it. And, you know, I think... That's who, a great one. I, th- I think that's wonderful. Maybe as, I should start that. It's, I'm, I highly encourage it. I but I think, I think for those that are listening to our podcast today, what I think we can both encourage is that whatever it is, however it works, and everybody's personality is different, mm-hmm. and their withdrawal time, their halt time, their up on the battlefield time taking care of themselves is going to come in different ways. It's going to come in different forms and it's finding that what works for you. Yeah. But more importantly, finding it. Well, and that may be a great way for them to connect. You know, we keep talking about all these women that we hope are eavesdropping on our conversation. Maybe this is a way that they can join the conversation is that they can shoot us an email or put something on Facebook. How do you do it? What, what was the catalyst that got you started? Or, you know, if there's a great story there or maybe, why you do it or what it is that you do that rejuvenates you. Maybe that would be a great way to start that dialogue with us. And that would be a great way because everybody that's on our web page and everybody that's on our Facebook, what do we women like to do? We like to read what other women are doing. It gives us an insight. It gives us a thought. It gives us, well, gosh, that sounds like a great idea. I need to try it. It's why we read so much. It's why we take that time to do it. So as, as we wrap up this conversation that you've heard us talk about kind of we struggle with finding time and what we do and where we get to go to it we want to encourage you to let us know what you do let us know where you take your time for yourself Mm -hmm. give us some ideas we might really i'd love to know maybe another different way somebody takes time for themselves well tell them how they can reach us okay again you can reach us on our website it is www.eavesdropshow.com you can leave your comment there you can chat with us send us an email again let us know what you think of the show but for this let us know what you're doing to take care of yourself and what is our email jenny our email that you can find us at and you can email heather and i is jenny at eavesdropshow.com or heather at eavesdropshow.com and i will point out that jenny is with an i jenny with an not an I. a y jenny with an i not a y 
But please go to also our Facebook page. Like Absolutely. us there. You can also leave your comments and talk with us about what you think of the show. Again, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Become one of our followers that you get to eavesdrop on our conversations. Again, we thank you for being a part of us. We are excited for uh, what Eavesdrop is doing, and we hope that you'll eavesdrop with us on another time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.